Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> You're wow. always surprised that we were starting a podcast. Well, yeah. This is The Downside uh, with Joe Marco Sorezi. I'm Joe Marco Sorezi. I'm here with uh, my, my co-host, Russell Daniels. And today, very special guest, all the way from L.A., Ashley Ray. From, uh, you, you may have heard her on TV, I Say, very popular uh, podcast that was featured in Vulture yeah. and the New York Times and currently has a, a fantastic set on, on HBO. Uh, HBO, HBO Max. Max. HBO Max. HBO Max. Come on, these I'm not are, big time. Yeah. Are these totally different company, like different it, presidents? Yeah. I got, if you have HBO and you get HBO Go, you do not get access to the hip, cool programming of HBO Max. Like, it's sexier. It's like purple instead of black and white. Yes, it's, I yeah. see. It's like they're bisexuals. You have, actually. John Marco, I've given you my login to HBO Max. I'm currently using my girlfriend's mom's login to hbo max okay whoa okay so i'm wow. using... you're using my amazon no 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 no, no. no I, what i'm saying john marco is that i have five profiles i'm allowed five profiles yeah. right now you are occupying <laughs> one of them oh, so i've turned away people <laughs> because of you so i'm gonna get rid of that profile today welcome to the downside you should you should Listening to the downside. The downside with John Marco Cerezi. Okay, we're all we're all okay. Take me off that accepting submissions. <laughs> <laughs> like I, that, it's, yeah. it says it's, it's it's like it's like me, my my wife's hu- uh my wife's husband, <laughs> me, oh, Russell, my, wife, wow. my wife's dad. I'm into that as a polyamorous <laughs> yeah, person. Yeah. I that's really accepting, and I love that. I do think it's funny. It was the dad, and you you had the, a Freudian slip. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Does, true. Yeah. The her dad, um, you. Uh-huh. Um, my brother, and sure. then and then um, my friend Jen, and and now I have an open spot. Yeah, everyone listening, I have an open spot. Okay, so we're gonna move on. I uh, I I'm I'm having a week. We'll get to you in a second. Oh. No, please. I'm having. <laughs> I am. I am. I I am. Uh, um. I oh, got yes. in a little trouble. I got in a little trouble for a joke on Instagram. Oh. And let me say what's fun about you're 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 a Twitter savant. I would yes. say you're very I, mean, I got in trouble for a Twitter joke on Father's Day. I, well, I we're, we are definitely yeah, going to talk, talk about, about that. that. Well, okay, we'll get well, to it, yeah, Russell. Please. I said I'd I, rather I had a thing. Cuz I feel like getting people mad on Instagram is so hard. Oh, but it's so it's so much better because like what's funny is I didn't find out about it until later like it's 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 about the algorithm like the, yeah. or the, the way it works where like twitter it builds exponentially instagram it's it's harder for something to, like spread so like i had a uh some of my reels the jokes will do pretty well and this was one i did i i'm a, a musical theater kid and so i talk a lot about uh this rare space i inhabited where being straight was like the minority at the camp like like sure. not not the minor but like you know you know what I mean. yeah. and uh, the joke, it's part of like a longer chunk about I. Uh, the first time I was filleted was by a man at musical theater camp because, you know, I was, I was trying things out. That's what and musical theater camp is for. That's what yes. it's for. Yeah. Exactly. So the joke was essentially like I found out I was straight at musical theater camp uh, because I, I went to a lot of musical theater programs. That's why I found out I was straight because all the guys go in straight, come out gay. But no matter how many of these conversion camps I attended, I still wanted Liza Minnelli to sit on my face. Part of <laughs> thank you so much. We got that on record. She's laughing. Yes, I, I so <laughs> cancel me. So I had seen like again, it it's it was starting to do numbers days later. I saw a couple comments that were like, This is a homophobic joke. I was like, I I really don't think so. And then and then I go to my Insta story and I'm tagged 
in like an infographic. <gasps> like, oh, uh, like a uh, once you hit an infographic, you're like carousel infographic, and it says, "I have it all here," and it's 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 with this like background of like like oh it's my black. God. It's like, like oh my god, like yeah. my thought. It's like cracked background, like yeah. broken glass. Like you broke his dreams with your yeah. set, and it's old too. It's like it's been weathered. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, like it's, it's like it's he really was like tones. I took time with my thoughts. Yes, yes, yes. Like if. If he had a typewriter and this was like the 17, 1600s, he would have typed up this as a thesis and pinned it to a church door against you. It looks yes. like he sent it to two friends yeah. and said, which which font do you think I should use? Which background <laughs> do you think I should use? And so, so again, like I just go on Instagram and I, I see this picture that says, my thoughts after watching Gianmarco Ceresi's quote unquote jokes. jokes. And... I, I, you know, immediately a, 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 a tingle runs through my, I'm like, oh, oh, what happened? And I, so yeah. funny, because I've been doing shows and I have a joke recently that is like, I'm working on it. It's a little bit, I'm more nervous about it. And so I had no idea what it was about. Yeah. My mind goes to, oh, it must have been this joke. It must have been that joke. And uh, <laughs> it's, it goes, which of my problematic jokes. Yes. <laughs> Then there's so many things to swipe through. Yeah. My intention is not to cancel. First question, though, how many slides? Uh, one, uh, so there was the first, the title slide. Okay. Then one, two, Counts. three. There's a lot of graphic work four. on that title slide. Yeah. Uh, so it says, <gasps> next slide. Slides. Okay. My intention is not to cancel this person, but to let my friends, family, and followers know how to better navigate supporting queer folks with compassion. For context, I am a 27-year-old queer and gay cis man a millennial who was raised Catholic in Southern Virginia. I am white and can only speak to my own personal experience, which carries privilege. My goal here is to see a bigger picture. Please engage in this conversation if you feel inclined. Alrighty, one of the uh, a classic preface. I actually believe this is how every person should introduce themselves. Yeah. In every situation, uh -huh. like you go to order coffee and you're like, hello, I am Ashley Ray. <laughs> I am a black girl from the Midwest. It does come with some privilege. I went to private school. I was raised Baptist. Like, I think that's just how everyone has to deal with it. And also, case. the rest of the Instagram profile is is like is pictures of him shirtless. I'm like, yeah, we <laughs> got it. We got the white you, part, like, right I, out the gate. We like, saw I was, it. I'm sorry, but you radicalized him. You have, you forced <laughs> yeah. him into politics. Is oh, what that'd this be funny like. if he's, like, really, like, turns over a new page. Yeah. He's like, he's starting the next Stonewall now because of you. That's me. I've the cause. Um, so uh, slide number two. I'll start by unpacking why the joke put a terrible taste in my mouth. First of all, he doesn't like, it assumes that everyone's seen the joke. Like to even use yeah. my name right. in the beginning yeah. is like, people are like, who? You know. Well, the that's joke. what I was saying. Like, like I get, I think he posted on his stories the 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 actual joke. There's so, someone shared the story and tagged me and he didn't even tag me in oh. this. So someone strange. else shared like, it and tagged like, me. People aren't reading this without knowing what the joke is or seeing what it, I yeah. mean. Yeah. Or people, I mean, they've all not, seen this joke. It's like you, your biggest like, clip. Like you're so famous yeah. now and that's kind of Awesome. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's the mentality I'm trying to take into yeah. this. Okay. It's like, uh, wow. I'll start by unpacking why the joke put a terrible taste in my mouth. At first, I wondered if he was trying to flip the words gay straight to make a joke of how ridiculous it sounds if you were to put straight people through the lens of the queer coming out experience. I'm like, baby, I just, I, I wish I, I put so this much thought words. into any of my jokes. I literally don't. I'm so stupid now at the end of quarantine. I like you read that yeah. and I was like, those are words <laughs> like the lens of a queering in the lens and I'm gay. And I just was like, what? And it's also a 16 second reel just to, to reiterate. It's not a movie. It's not a TV show. It is. A, it is. A, it could be. No. Yeah. I mean, hey, you got a pitch out of this. Just send so just this call as the, the pitch. movie the joke. <laughs> But there's, but that's a problem because to come out in this world isn't ridiculous 
or funny. Not even in an ironic way. It's actually a traumatic, big or small experience that involves transcending fear while also risking your own safety. I'm not laughing. I've held too many of my queer friends and partners as they've grappled with the aftermath of conversion camps slash church. Growing up in a society that actively shames your inner dreams slash desires, builds insecurities and toxic thought patterns that require years of unlearning. Again, I, I agree. Conversion camps are no good. I do no agree. Good. Uh, and I'm just, I don't, I'm so confused because literally I, I have an entire joke about my mom coming out, her sending me to conversion therapy. Like what, I, I don't know what we're, I, like it can be funny. There's, it can be funny. Yeah, the thing too is I, that if you're like, the thing too is that what's, you know, obviously, um, I feel like obviously that's, you are that's a very, straight yeah, white yeah, yeah, yeah. cis all that, all that man. Stuff. Um, but yeah. th- that's very uh, limiting lens to be like it can only be this one thing which is traumatic. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. because like even if it is traumatic, I would imagine it could be a million other things at the oh, same yeah. time. I mean, so it just my feels fa- very yeah. Limited. My family always talks about how the, I never really came out of the closet. I was just always out of the closet. Everyone always knew like Ashley's kind of gay. My mom was always like, why didn't you like ever sit me down and tell me like, mom, I'm gay. And I was like, mom, I literally would just like kiss girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. I didn't think I, and she was like, I just thought you were like playing around or something. And I was just like, what? <laughs> I didn't know I had to like, you know, register it with you. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like, yeah, there is a, a traumatic coming out and there is like a lot of, you know, privilege that comes with being able to even come out. There are people who like do have to stay in the closet and like, yeah, that's not funny. But also we're in this day and age now where people can have these like light, funny, happy coming out stories. You can make rom-coms on Hulu about like holiday coming out stories that yes. are cute. Yes. You know, it's not this just like one sad narrative of like, and then he got kicked out and had to hit the hard streets of New York. Yeah. It's like, no, we can kind of appreciate this diversity of it yeah. and yeah. laugh at some of it. There's one brand. And your joke isn't asking anyone to laugh at someone who like of course. was oppressed by coming out. There's one brand of being offended that I think like, gain steam online of it's like, oh, this topic is is about something that's very traumatic for a lot of people. So the topic should not even be involved in the context yes. of a joke. Of a joke. And it's yeah. like, well, that's not I just I'm like, I agree, I disagree with your underlying philosophy of like how to engage with the world. Yeah. Because <laughs> like even me as like a I'm a I'm I'm a rape survivor, all this stuff, and people would be like, you rape's never funny. You should never and it's like no, depending on who's making the joke and how they're addressing the topic. I mean, I like Dylan Adler just did like that amazing show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the musical on like being a rape survivor and all that stuff. And like, I just feel like, no, people like we're in a day and age. People are smart enough where they can like think about their own experiences and it doesn't yeah. have to speak for this whole like issue. But people don't want to think that way. They're like, no, you made a joke and you are making light of the entire topic. Yeah. 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 So then, oh God. All right. Uh, two left. Oh to my add, god! Two right? left. Oh god! To add something new to this conversation, his comment on theater education programs being a place to convert people to homosexuality <laughs> really stings. And again, like that's the punch. That's the absurdity of the, yeah. of the punchline. Yeah. The joke is this camp was a place that gave them a yeah. space to come out. They to were already them, yeah, yeah. gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the point. But, yeah. But also, if there is anything close to the gay agenda, it is musical theater camps. <laughs> yes. Like, if yeah, they're yeah, yeah. 
well, if my, we're being honest. My friend, uh, I think I brought this, my friend Rob Nanis, he's a producer, and we went to musical theater college together. And there was always a question of why are there a lot of gay people in theater? Like, wh- why does this? why is this a place that, like, gravitates? Yeah. And he was saying his theory was that it's an early place where people can like express themselves or like a community that's that's it's divergent from the the main yeah, sports like ethos of a yeah. lot of schools and i think it, it also it breaks down a lot of like just typical gender roles and what you do it's like you know you can be a man and sing and dance and you can be a girl like me a, a big old gay lady who was a master electrician and had i to- was gonna make that <laughs> joke and then i and then i and then of well, course i'm gonna go of course, of course i was i well, was you a can- huge tech kid okay <laughs> i was the kid in the back like Hilarious. okay we got five delights five delights guys and that i loved it i was so into it i was literally like i'm the general electrician we got to make sure these cords are dressed like i don't want anybody tripping get some gaffers tape for that and it's like you know it was anywhere else my mom would be like put a dress on and go to church and then i could like be in theater and be like i'm a badass bitch with a wrench and a drill you know and that was fun and yeah i went to musical theater camp every summer and i would still do tech and like also i I, that's when i got into improv and comedy because that's like what you do when you're gay you know you know i was like musicals no thank you Mm. but like yeah it's like that's yeah it lets you express that but that's not like yeah it's i don't know i don't know what's wrong with that (laughs) uh gay people are everywhere not just in theater uh, prove it. There's currently one in the NFL right now. Yeah, okay. Theater. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me there. there that's one. <laughs> Theater is merely one of the only safe spaces a young person can actually be seen for who they are. Yes. 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 Uh, as hashtag pride and LGBTQIA plus people gain visibility... Oh, he typo. He said visibly, gain visibly, mm. and become more accepted in mainstream culture. I have concerns. Very funny sentence. As there, there's more acceptance, I have concerns. I'm afraid that as straight people incorporate pride as another holiday party on the calendar, it's now something that is fair game to make <laughs> How, fun of because it's- Has this person never been seen a pride? Like, sorry, buddy, but it's, like, it's been 30 years of straight people being like, for pride's sure, a party. For sure. There's also, there's a thing where I'm like, and again, whenever I have a joke that's not about my- uh, uh, being a white man one of the th- one of the and this might be like a lazy rule i guess but i'm like would i be comfortable if i was in a room of just the people that i'm talking about would i be comfortable in a room with only gay people and say this joke and the answer with this joke is a hundred billion percent i've done yeah. it yeah. i've done it at the show i, I, la- I laughed yeah. I don't- but that's why that's why i'm like my test is always, uh, would I be comfortable if like a super white frat bo- bro-, bro laughed? Like, what? That's for me that's is my good. test. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I would, would not feel comfortable in a room of all yeah. frat bros oh to God. begin with. Would they, would they no. jokes or no? Way. No yeah. jokes or you know? no? Or just trying to have grab a yeah. beer? Jesus like, Christ. Um, for me, pride is sacred. If you identify as a straight person, please remember you are a guest. All caps in our house. Show some respect. And understand the amount of shame we have had to overcome. Making fun of queer folks doesn't get you in on it, nor does it get you a seat at the table. My advice for effective allyship is to simply say, bro, that's not funny. It was never funny. You know what? I agree with him. I came around to it. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, yeah, I, think the it was, I think actually that last part, that last part. Um, about how 
pride and you know my favorite pride parade is i would probably go with the bank of america corporate sponsored <laughs> pride of chicago um i mean i was, just, pride yeah, trademark I was the- just at the very uh sacred like capital bank pride in dc uh with kamala so sacred. Uh, who like you know <laughs> did like a step line uh at pride which i truly felt was so special uh someone who like has harmed trans women so much just being mm, at our respectful yeah. pride it's like what <laughs> I, I like yes, pride is sacred, but has already been so yeah. taken over that it's like what what are you're fighting this joke when you could be like fighting fighting any America. other aspect of how pride has been like inundated with like horrible people. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you're if you're trying to protect pride, you're you failed, man. I'm so sorry. Like there's literally like a Deutsche Bank pride float. Of like, course. Yeah. Of, I, I think what would other than like, whenever you see something like this, there's I have an immediate, and I'm, it's this overblown fear of like being canceled, yeah, if you want to call it that. Yeah. But it's like you have this fear of like, oh shit, someone is mad at me, and everyone's gonna agree, and no one's yeah. gonna, no one's gonna take a breath, and and even yeah. possibly understand. And sometimes I, I'd make a joke where I do, maybe I did fuck up, but like this was one where I think it's like, listen, my experience at these summer camps is a unique. Being a straight guy in musical theater, like yeah. I have stories about that, and like I, f- I think I'm allowed to yeah. talk about that. I remember yeah. one of you at my theater camp. It's, yeah, you know, he seemed <laughs> to have a story. I thought. Yeah. Hopefully, he finally came out by now, and he finally has realized <laughs> he got married to Lady. <laughs> one, one of the funniest. There was a. Uh, I'll keep it loose enough. I think it's okay. I, I've seen a lot of men come out in acting classes, especially in high school. And uh, it was this like beautiful moment where like, it was a beautiful moment. <laughs> I'm going to make a light of it now, but, but he, he, it was like, it was a romantic scene with a woman and he, he was acting. He was not a good actor either, but he was not doing well. Right. And he was like, I think I'm having trouble because I, I, I don't like women. And like, it, you know, he cried and we, we all hugged and we're so proud of you. It was a beautiful moment. Wow. And then he goes back to fucking South Dakota. Uh, I, I go on his Facebook. It's like so-and-so is now in a relationship with Catherine and they got oh. married. Oh. And it's just like, we're like, he came out to us and then he went back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of these things where I'm like, it's a feeling of like, how dare you? I have respect for this, uh, this community. Yeah. I've been a part of it in a way that... Uh, only a me could come up with that joke because I went to camps yeah, where Yeah, it's your experience. Where, like the joke is very based in your experience, not the experience of like making fun of someone who came out or making light of the coming out experience. It's your experience and yeah. your joke about you wanting to fuck Liza Minnelli. Like, okay. And I in that just, moment wanting to be Yeah. Wanting to be fit like, in. hey, this you one fit, fit in. in. I wanted want to, to fit, fit in. in. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I, if you were making fun of your other friend and being like, and that dumb idiot went yeah. back, yeah. then I'd be like, Yeah, that would cancel. But yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it's like, and it's just it's one of these things where I'm like, we, you, you think uh, like integration to society doesn't mean is it, humor is part of it is yeah. like being able to joke and being able to differentiate like jokes at the expense of and jokes about. Oh yeah, people don't like to use context or think anymore. Yeah. which I don't, I don't know. It's like I, I I'll bring it up now, please. Yes. Um, please. Yes. Wait, let me say real quick. This is the downside. I just should say. This is a show. We interview people about the negatives in their life. We celebrate negativity here. We yes. debunk silver linings. Um, uh, please check out the Patreon if you want full video of this episode, bonus episodes, patreon.com slash downside. And yeah. uh, I'm supposed to say that at the beginning. It's a good plug. But, yeah, it's but a good plug. Good, good, I, good. I, like, we just dove right into it. We yeah. were like, yeah. you got canceled That's and what we I had to get into it. <laughs> like, 
But, um, so let's talk about yes. Father's Day. This is going to come out a yeah, little this, bit after Father's yeah, Day. Yeah, this was like really good timing uh, because... You know, people probably think, oh, having so many Twitter followers is so wonderful, like being good at Twitter. Oh, my gosh, you must have so much fun Twitter clout that you use to pay your rent. And it's not like that. It's not. Do you have the tip The tip uh, option yet? No, no. I When that comes. I mean, because I don't think I'll ever get it because, honestly, Twitter headquarters personally hates me. Like, I used to be verified and had way more followers, and I made a joke saying— How many I, did you have? Like 36,000. Uh-huh. And I changed my profile to Trump. And since I was verified, it looked mm-hmm. like I actually was him. And it was like the day of the election. And Trump tweeted, like, I won the election. And then I quote, I was like, uh, you know, oh my gosh, that was an autocorrect. I meant to say I won the erection. Mm. Very lazy joke. But I was and like, and an SMDH. Wait, so I thought they, that was a nice they took, touch. They yes, took away. Shaking my damn yeah, head. So they, I thought they would just take away my verified badge or like, suspend my account for a bit I, and i was also kind of like i need a break from twitter this will force me to get off twitter for like yes. a month okay and so they did that they like shut my account down and i start like you know my managers email them like they they email like vip twitter i like hit up twitter and i'm like hey guys so i know i made this joke but like you know jabuki all these other people have done it Wait, got so jabuki uh, he was he did uh was it the oh, cia he did the cia fbi oh, like, yes. so, cat like yeah he's his cia so one many. was though was like we're sorry. It was on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It was yeah. like we're sorry we're for sorry. killing Martin. Just because you just just because oh, yeah. we killed Martin Luther King Jr. doesn't, doesn't mean, we, mean can't we can't miss him. Miss him. Oh, it was uh, so it was funny. so good. And it's like this thing that like comedians would always do, but eventually get their accounts back. But the week that I did mine, there was this uh, Ira Madison who has the Keep It podcast. It was like the week of like the elections in Texas or something, and he did it where he like pretended to be Beto, pretended to be someone on the Supreme Court, like just kept doing it and they kept giving him his account back and he probably did it six times and it just reached a point where Twitter was like, anyone who does this gets banned from the platform. (gasps) Yeah. And the next day they were just like, we just changed the policy and impersonation means you get deleted forever. And I was just like, I thought I'd get like a month or two, but uh, okay. And, uh, and and part of this is like, look, this is the verified system you set up. It's yeah. this weird classist system. Yeah. I'm verified. Where Some I'm, people yeah. complain that they're not verified. And everyone gets the same blue check where no one can tell the difference between like a comedian and a politician. Yes. And it's like, if you don't want me to be able to pretend to be the president, it shouldn't be so easy for me to look like I'm the president. Yeah. Yes. Like why? Like give him a better badge or something. I don't yeah. know. And there's also there's always like there's some actor who's like has 25 followers who's verified. And you're like, yeah. Oh, this is all about knowing, knowing whatever to, the yeah. VIP Twitter email the, yeah, is. The, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's the silliest thing. And so after all of that and Twitter being like, no, fuck you. Were you really, they, were you upset? No. I was Not kinda, at all, like, it's an important, you know, you're, yeah, you're a my, freelance I, I writer. Think, yeah, I think my managers were more upset because they were like, Ashley, you had things that you signed contracts to promote. You <gasps> like, oh, and boy, like, I was yeah. up for things and they were like, Ashley, they literally came to us and said she doesn't have a Twitter following, so we don't know. And they would be like, no, she did. Look, literally, oh, look, she did. No. Like, I, they had screenshots saved of my old Twitter following to prove to people, like, well, she the, had it. They don't care anymore. It's like when people yeah. are like, I used to have this many followers. But, I'm like, well, yeah. honey, this well, is what you got now. This is what it is. What's happening? And yeah. they were just like, oh, well, she like lost the reach and all this stuff. And I was like, literally, I will make a new account and they will come. 
And I mean, that's what ended up happening. But after that, like the Twitter people like hate me now because I'm just always on my other account where they're just like, technically they could ban me at any time because I broke the impersonation rule. Yes. You started a like, new account. Yeah. Like Ira is not allowed to even start a new account. Like if Ira tries to make one, they will block any email he uses. Like he can't be on Twitter yeah. and they could do that to me, but it's they not good. Look, I, yeah. I get, I get them trying to figure out rules, but unfortunately I'm like, Sorry, you're too powerful in yeah. this uh, economy in this world that it's a. It's to me, I'm like it's a public good almost. It's it's like banning someone from being able to own property, I guess, yeah, in, in America. And it's like, well, then how do you expect them to function in this? Yeah, it's it's just mm-hmm. like it's such weird. I don't know. It's like. They want to come up with these rules, but then the people they're hurting are like amazing, funny comedians, like Patty Harrison. She yeah, got kicked off Twitter, forever, yeah, for yeah. the exact same thing. She pretended to be Nabisco. Yeah, and then at the same time, Twitter will be like, <laughs> "Yeah, the Nazis and racists—they're good. Like they yeah. can stay on the platform. Yeah. They're fine." So it's just the dumbest they, thing. They, they, the problems are so deeply ingrained that any anything they do is going to be artificial and like yeah. And I so. Because of all of that, Twitter will never probably give me any perks on my other account. Like I, like I didn't even get like I used to get all of the features like before everyone, and now like I just you were got, fleeting. Yeah, like, I was like fle- I was like stupid, whatever. And now I got like Twitter Spaces like yesterday, and everyone's been using it for like a decade basically now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'll probably never get the tip option, but that's okay because after my Father's Day joke, yes, it. You know, I I have a dead dad, and mm-hmm. I joke about it a lot. Uh, as, um, as you as, absolutely as is should. anyone with a dead dad's right. Like yes. that that's the thing you get from it. You get to make jokes about it. We like that's what we do. We've processed. Also, I'm 30 years old. My dad died when I was 14. It's been a while. I've had some right. time to collect to myself. really fine-tune and, these jokes. Yeah, to, to really to, figure out the word. Really, yeah. I, I hit all the best open mics, and I've got these down. And, like, I... Honestly, I thought this, I was like, this isn't going to do anything. It's the most like obvious hacky, like Father's Day joke. I was just like, yeah. I didn't think it was a hacky joke. Thank you. But I was just like, oh yeah, my my dad drowned when I was 14, saving my brother and sister in a boating accident. Uh, But you know, all your dads look like cool heroes too. Which is like funny. (laughs) Yeah. And then the next one was just like a picture of my dad and was like, thank you, dad, for winning every Father's Day. I love you. Which I think, you know, makes it clear, like, I'm making fun of all the people who are like, I have the best dad. My dad's the best guy in the world. Which is like my entire Instagram feed on Father's Day is just like, sorry to your second rate dads. My dad is awesome. My dad's so strong. (laughs) So I was like. I don't think it, A, I don't think it's like, it's, it's, it's not a harsh, it's not a mean joke. No. No. And second. There are sometimes I'm like, okay, your dad died. You can you get to say what, you get the, whatever you, you want, Dave. You get to, Dave, you get to say fuck yeah. your dad. Also, I said today. your <laughs> dads your... look like cool heroes too. Yeah. Like, sure, it had a, I mean, it, it had sarcastic, a tone. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, actually, yeah, your dads don't seem like cool heroes. Your dads just kind of seem like nice guys who probably listen to you and are you know still alive. Yeah, so yeah. maybe maybe hold on to that. Maybe so enjoy that. <laughs> it's and doing so, well. It's, yeah, it's it started getting... and like I was a little surprised and like like Lori Kilmartin replied and that's when I was like, when a celebrity like you know when a real person like starts replying, then it, it gets into the wrong audience and that's when you're yeah. like, oh no. And like a bit after that, it just like somehow ended up 
on like I don't even like insane people tweets on, on because, Dead Dad's community, yeah. like group. on some Reddit or something, because some guy responded with like a gif of a person drowning with a thumbs up, and uh-huh. like people uh-huh. were like insane people tweets, like and then the picture it was like 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 a ter- you know how Terminator he dies at the end and he goes in the lava with yeah. thumbs up yeah. was that it was like look. that yeah and like. The replies on my original one were all like, oh, your dad sounds so wonderful. I, I know today's tough, but thanks for giving me a laugh. And let me ask, do you like, do you, do you like that? Or do you just want people just to, do you, do you like when people go like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, actually, I hate that. Okay. I yeah. <laughs> even yeah. those replies, I was like, you guys, I just wanted to make a dad dad joke. Yeah. Like they're like on the other side were people who were like, would you like to tell me every detail of your father's drowning? Oh, me, a stranger on Twitter? Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk well, to me about it? We're going to get to that it? after this, yeah. for sure. And but- I was... <laughs> And I was just like, no, what? I, I don't come to Twitter to like get advice or share my emotions. I'm here to make a joke. Did you get and any then, like my dad also drowned? Like, there like was one we have a yeah. specific connection, not there even was, just yeah. dead dad. There was one person who was like, oh, my dad also drowned. And his dad was also a Navy diver. And I was like, so was my dad. Which Wow. Oh my and I was like, and, and then like, maybe they're friends. They, well, maybe they're was, diving he, up in heaven. He said that. He, oh, literally was no. like, he, he was like, I bet they're up in heaven telling Joe. And I was like. Sure, man. Sure. That'd be like I an bet. awkward. I bet sure. in heaven, if, if there was a heaven, there'd be like awkward like that. Like you died drowning you died me, too. me too, and like, yeah. hey, man, I you oh, know that yeah. that's the only thing that we have, we have in common. common. Yeah. I really just don't feel like we're clicking, except we, uh, yeah, we yeah. both in the navy, we both drown, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so, like, like once it kind of got out of my audience, like my typical thing of people who know this is a comedian and it's okay, it turned into people who were like, is she? gatekeeping dads is she saying i can't love my dad if he didn't die heroically oh (laughs) there was one person who said just because you got the luck of the draw (gasps) doesn't mean you get to brag about your dad and put other dads down as though my dad being dead and me getting twitter likes is worth having a dad. Like there were all these people who were like, she has to brag about her dead dad for attention on Twitter. Like imagine needing to do that for like imagine Twitter needing attention. needing to brag about your alive dad yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> like shut the fuck up. What yeah. are you talking people about? People were literally like, I like, would have thought this was a beautiful tribute to her father until she had to put down other dads. And I was like, it was never a beautiful this, tribute this, to my father. Oh my. The kind of person who Twitter does this, not deserve a beautiful tribute to my father. This is like, this this is like someone who's at like a Spencer's Gifts and they see someone buying a mug that says number one dad. Yeah. And they're like, uh, excuse uh, me. I uh, have the number one dad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can have the number or, two mug. Oh, yeah. Literally, there are people who were like, how, first of all, there was no tone indicators telling us that your tweet was a joke. So how were we supposed to know that you were not seriously putting down other dads? And I was like, well, first of all, there is no, you know, dad competition. It doesn't mm, exist. No. Um, our dads are not competing. That like so that maybe could have clued you in that I I am joking. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also I don't know all your dads. Of course. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I just don't know everyone in the world's dad. So I I felt like that kind of made it clear that I was like maybe being like I just like just two thousand comments of people being like, well she's weird for gatekeeping dads and she clearly you needs cannot- therapy and this woman probably has no love in her life because she can't have relationships because she clearly hasn't processed her father's death. Mm. Just comment after wow. comment and me just being like and then like there were a few people who would like go on these rants of being like, and clearly she needs help and then they'd come back and be like I went to her profile and it turns out she's a comedian and she said in the next tweet she was making a joke but I didn't see the next tweet but now it makes sense and it was a joke. <laughs> Oh and it's just like you dedicated time to writing out a full 
like detailed analysis of my mental health based on one tweet and didn't take the time to go to my profile and look at the part in the bio that says comedian. Yeah. And the next tweet that literally said, Hey everybody, I'm sorry that you all thought this was real. I thought you all knew about the dad competition since this clearly isn't a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's like, I'm still getting tweets like right now. It's like what father's day was Sunday. I'm still getting tweets. Like people replying to me being like, you're sick for using your dad's death for Twitter clout, how desperate are you? And I'm just like, what about people who write a book about everything? Everyone's doing everything for, for clout. Twitter clout. What are right. you talking about? It's either Twitter clout or, or it's money you or it's Twitter anything then? or yeah. it's friends. It's it's like you're you're you're. It's just talking. It, you, then just, you can't say anything on Twitter because everything yeah. you in theory. I just can't imagine yeah. having the gall of saying someone who's dad. My thing is just if someone told me their dad died, I just would never be like, okay, well don't do this with that. Yeah. Like yeah. don't, um, don't, don't talk, don't talk. You about might this. not want to make, you know, talk about it on father's day. I <laughs> think that when, when, I have a lot of death jokes and death is always an interesting topic because it's like, it's one of those things where it's not necessarily offensive in, in the way other things can be like, oh, this is a uh, racist or this is homophobic, but death, is a topic that's uh, obviously sensitive and everyone has, it's it's a hard thing that none of us have fully reckoned with, especially in America, yeah. nothing at all. Oh no, in America we're just like, no, we're gonna figure it out. We're all gonna live forever. Yes. Like we got, we're close to this. Like and I nobody think, is gonna die. And it's yeah. like, no. I, I think, think the it people, makes people uncomfortable. And I really? think there's a fear of like, don't joke about it because then we'll never be able to treat it with the solemnity, uh, solemnness yeah. uh, that it, it deserves and part of i try to understand like what what is it's like i think it's a belief of like well if you joke about this thing too much then we'll never be able to take it seriously and i think like part of my thing is like look if you go to a funeral or if you like if your friend dies or if you go to the gravesite or i joke about a friend who, who died of covid and he was he was a comedian and i'm like look i joked about it all day long but when i was at that funeral and his brother, like at the end, his brother like held his remains and everyone was in a line and they kind of put their hand on the remains, put their hand on their brother. And I'm like, trust me, nothing I could do would take from that experience. Yeah. But I think that's what people get scared. I think that's why people go like, yeah. how could you make a joke about this tragedy? Because yeah. they're like, this is such a horrible thing. We have to protect like being careful about it or else... Yeah. If I die that way or that if my way, dad dies do, that way, yeah. no one will take it seriously. Is, to me, it's just such a weird projection because it's like, sure, you can feel that way about death, but this is a death I experienced. Yes. This is my death. And people were like, how do you think your brothers and sisters would feel seeing you joke about this? And it's like, well, I actually know my brothers and sisters, so I <laughs> yeah. can tell you they saw the tweet and they laughed. They were like, fuck yeah, our dad is better than everybody else. He's a goddamn yeah. hero. Yeah. <laughs> and they thought it was funny. And... But all these people on Twitter are like this fake concern for people they don't know where they're just like, but what if your brother and sister saw this? And what if someone else saw this and they got so sad that their dad wasn't the best dad that they cry, hurt themselves? You need to be, someone was like, you need to take responsibility for this. And I was like, you want me to take responsibility for saying I had the it, best dad on Twitter? I, I, I would reply, I'd be like, don't Twitter. worry. I would it's, say. It's my name yeah. is attached to it. I have taken responsibility. Yeah, like, it's just <laughs> I would reply like, do? "Don't worry, my brother and sister uh, also died drowning a couple years later. It, I guess drowning runs in the family runs or something." Family. <laughs> and I just, I, yeah, actually, that would be really funny. Like, actually, they both. No, you did the better. We like, and what then, a goddamn wasted sacrifice, you guys! We told you to stop going. 
Well, so now that we've we've talked about Twitter, if, if you wouldn't mind taking it to the real world, would you mind talking about you were 14? Yeah. When this, and how old were your brother and sister? I was 14. Uh, I have a brother who is, we're the same age. He's uh, six months younger than me because we have different moms. My, my dad was uh, a cheater. I see, uh, I see. Still a great dad though. Cheater sure. hero still. Yeah, still my hero, but <laughs> Papa was a rolling stone. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I had a brother who was 13. He hadn't had his birthday yet, but we're like about the same age. Uh, and then it was my little brother and little sister who are, how old were they at the time? Uh, Peyton was three. My youngest brother was three. And my other sister was probably like seven. Mm. Oh. Uh, and it was uh, my seven-year-old sister and my 13-year-old brother who were with him. Uh, and yeah, it just, it, there's this What were lake. they doing? That, okay. Yeah, there's this lake in Texas, uh, Lake Ray Hubbard. And it's like one of the, like, just most dangerous lakes in Texas. Like there's always a lot of like just drownings. There's these really bad currents. Uh, if you like think about uh, when that Naya Rivera, when she died, it's kind of like that where it's just Naya like Rivera a lake. from Glee. Do you from Glee. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like one of brutal. the, which that, when that happened, that like triggered me so much. I was like, Oh, I know what that feels sure. like. And like, it's one of those lakes where it's like, there are parts where it's pretty safe and like, you know, you can boat and there are other parts where it's like, Oh, there could be currents. You never really know what's going to happen. And they were, like, on what they thought was a safe part, but the boat, I guess, got stuck in something. And, like, there was one of my, my brother, I think, or my sister was, like, on an inner tube, and it got, like, stuck in a current and flipped. And she they were drowning, and he got in and was able to, like, get them back on the boat and save them, but he couldn't, like, get out of the current himself. Uh, and so it was, like, a search party for days. Like, you know, they called in all these people to, like, How did they find like, – you said your sister was seven and three? These, these are My three? youngest brother was three. I don't – I think he was on the boat. I honestly don't remember if my younger brother was on the boat, but my 13-year-old brother and 7-year-old sister. How were. did the boat get back to land? They, did they just find them on the boat? Yeah. They, they were, found them they, on the boat. They were like, the yeah, boat. they were like He got screaming. them on the boat, he but got like, them on the boat. but how did, did they just like, someone saw the boat? And, uh, yeah, and, like saw some kids. And I think that, like my 13-year-old brother like shot a flare gun or something. And like, Oh my God. Yeah. And wow. I know this was like. Like, I think he had, like, a phone that he had, like, left on the boat. Like, one of the, this is, like, 2005. So they had, like, one of those really old phones. Yeah. Um, and I think they were able to, like, call and get help. And so they start, like, searching everywhere. And actually, I was supposed to be with them that day. Like, my dad had been calling mm. me being, like, you want to, it's, like, 4th of July. We're all going, like, boating. Like, come on. But I was angry at him. I was, like, a moody goth teenager Jeez. who was, like... <laughs> Dad, uh, last weekend you said you were going to take me to Houston with the family and you left me on the porch. Literally, it was very sad. He like left me with my bag and like did not come and get me. And my grandparents were all Brutal. mad at him. And I, yeah, and I was like, fuck you, dad. Like, no, I don't want to go boating with you and your other kids who you did take to Houston. Yeah, I was so bitter. Yeah. So I didn't go on the trip. And to this day, my mom is always just like, I'm so glad that you weren't on that trip because who knows like what would have happened. Like, you know, right. if, I, if I had been in there and what are you trying to get me out? Who knows? I wasn't a favorite. <laughs> oh, that That's like a which kid do you put on the boat? Yeah, first? Which kid, you know, and so I was in Texas, like at my grandparents house watching the news and the news is like talking about how this man is missing in Lake Ray Hubbard. <gasps> oh, and I just was like looking and I was like, mom. They look familiar. I was like, that lady looks like like my my dad's wife. Like they look familiar. And she was like looking, and she was like, well, no, I don't know. Somebody would have like called us or something. Clearly, but we were we lived in Illinois. Like we were in Texas visiting for the summer. Uh huh. And so like 
we get back home like two days later we go back to illinois and my mom checks the the voicemails that we have and they didn't have my grandma's phone number in texas so they've mm -hmm. been calling us in illinois to tell us like yeah this is your dad and there's just all these messages and like the second my mom picked up the phone and like checked the first message like almost immediately i knew like it was like she just looked at me and i could hear I heard on the message there was an accident at Lake Ray Hubbard and I remembered Lake Ray Hubbard being in the news report and I just like instantly ran upstairs and started crying. Like oh. I just was like, I knew right away what had happened. And like my mom was just like shocked. She was just kind of like, you know, they hadn't spoken in a long time, but she was just like, I can't believe this. This is so crazy. We were just down there. Like you could have been on the, oh my gosh. And yeah, I just like. I went straight down to Texas. I went back uh, mm -hmm. for the funeral. Did they? Uh, did they? Did they find him? They did. They, they did. did eventually find his body. So we were able to like. How long after? A, I feel like it was two or three days. Because wow. um, that's yeah. the thing. It's like this river. Like it's a lake, but like the currents are so fast and stuff that he was like miles away from like where the accident had happened. Like it was just crazy how much they had to search and stuff. And that's why I'm in that two like, or three days. Lakes are surprisingly dangerous, you guys. Yeah. 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 In that two or three days, was there like the uh, irrational hope of like maybe he found an island? Like I remember when yeah. what, what was her name from Glee? Uh, yeah, Naya. Naya. There, there's they were this, like, there's, there's a hope, hope you know, like, like she could have like you know. come out on this, and there was, and also we were like, he was a navy diver. Like my yeah. dad was a strong swimmer, not afraid of water at all. Like uh, used to jump off of ships, and like was a really good swimmer. So people were like, he could have like made it here. Like he could be, you know, on the other side of the lake, like stranded or hurt or something. So there was a hope, like he could be okay. Um, but yeah, they they found him. I went right back down for the funeral, mm -hmm. uh, which was the day before I was supposed to go to musical theater camp. I'm not even fucking with you. Oh my God. Oh <laughs> I, literally, I went oh. to the funeral and my mom was like, look, Ashley, I know your dad just died, but they're telling me they're not giving me a refund on your <gasps> theater camp. Oh. They would not give her a refund. And so my mom was just like, I, I don't want to pressure you, but if you feel up to go into theater camp, Maybe, maybe you should consider it. It would be great. Wow. You, you go into class and you like, the, you, you do send in the clowns and you do like the most <laughs> riveting 17 year old it performing was, send in the clowns. So like, was, wow, she wow, found She is tapping it into It was something. the most like weird camp experience of my life. Like literally I went to my dad's funeral and camp started the next day. Uh, I did not even get to go to his like actual burial because he, he was Catholic. So one day we did like a wake in the service. The and camp's the like, day, sorry, we were figuring out the dance levels. Yeah. She cannot miss that oh, day. Yeah. They were like, if she's not there the first day by start, like she can't come to camp. So my mom was like, her dad is literally it. being buried that day. Ugh. And they were like, nope. So that is, yeah, that is I'm going to call crazy. out Northern Illinois University in DeKalb <laughs> yeah. right now for doing that to me you as a child. Out. That's crazy. Uh, so my mom was like, Ashley, I, I hate to do this, but after his funeral, you're going to have to get on a red eye, get back up here. And they literally picked me up from the airport in Chicago, drove me to DeKalb. My mom had a suitcase packed for me for theater camp, and they dropped me off at theater camp right after my father's funeral. <laughs> Oh wow. My God. And we're like playing like these improv get to know your like buddy games. One, two, three, four, five, six, yeah, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Everybody name something you did this weekend. Oh, and I was just like, oh God. I, and I was just like, well, my dad, my dad died. Now, were you like, 
laying it on everybody. Like, were yes. you like, I was, I everyone mean, knew with it. How many minutes was before also, everyone knew that yeah. your dad had recently died? Yeah, and it also was like my, one of my good friends from high school went to the same theater camp with me. Like, good, like, good friend, his birthday was the day before mine. We were like pretty close. Yeah. So he also knew. And he like had gotten to the theater camp early. And we went to this theater camp every year. So everyone like kind of knew us already. And he like went early and like kind of prepped people like, Ashley's dad died. So like, yeah. oh my God, why is she coming here? Yeah. <laughs> and he was the one who started the whole like narrative of kind of like, well, at least your dad was a hero. And that's like what everyone that we get camp was saying to me. Everyone say. was just like, at least he was a hero. At least he saved your brother. And at least he was a hero. Like, can't you? And I would just be like, yeah, <laughs> fucking love having Batman as a dad. I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. Were you singing any like what songs were you singing? I'm trying to remember. I feel like that year. It'd be, I feel like that year was a big year of me being like, I'm doing tech. <laughs> Sure. Oh, yeah. 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 I feel like that was the one of the years I was like, I don't want to be in any other performances. I'm doing tech. I like, like to wear all black. Yeah. <laughs> I want to wear all black. Stand in the dark, yeah. dark. And also yeah. when you were a tech kid, you like didn't have to like, do, like you got more free time to just like hang out on, cause it's a college campus. You could like hang out with the college kids and stuff. Yeah. So that's when I was like, I'm just going to like fucking go hang out at the record store and do tech. And I don't want to, and the, the, like, you know, the counselors were kids who were probably in college who were just like mm -hmm. NIU students and they were all just like, yeah, Ashley, you do you. You do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> they literally just like, you, you want to sit you. for ballet class? You sit. You sit. You don't want to join in. You want to sure. skip that? That's all Smoke you, Smoke that Ashley. cigarette. Yeah, that's fine. I, what? Put I it did. out on my forehead. I literally would like this little town to count. They had uh, this place, the house where there were like, like, uh, like local band shows and stuff. And one night I was just like, I don't want to fucking listen to this show play anymore. I'm going to go to the show. And I was, I was like 14 and I went <laughs> lied about my age to all these college students. It was an 18 and up venue. So uh -huh, it's not like okay. I had to like, yeah, super lie about my age, but I was just like, yeah, I'm also, I go to, I go to NIU. I'm an NIU student. And they sure. were like smoking cigarettes outside and thought I was so cool. Yeah. And like the next day, one of the camp counselors was just like, Hey, I know what you did. And like, you're not supposed to leave campus like that, but like, we know you're going through a tough time. So. <laughs> and I was like, you're the fucking crazy people who made me come to theater camp because you wouldn't give my mom her money back. Those are also the same people that commented on your tweet recently saying, hey, yeah. Yeah. you know what? You know what? You got to take dead dad seriously. You dead should. Dads. I, I, there's something very funny. I, like you should write a, a pilot about it. I, I just love musical theater camp. The contrast of musical theater camp with someone who just and these Literally, kids yeah. just, being just being like, like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It was, like they were all just trying to have so much fun and all this. And I'm just sitting there like mixed. Yeah. Mixed with <laughs> like, the energy of like already like as a kid meeting new people and doing a thing yeah. it's already so i actually i uh dead dad story not my dad but uh i be went, careful then i i know exactly <laughs> i went uh i moved schools in sixth grade and i didn't know anyone didn't have any friends and i'll never forget this teacher tried to do a really nice thing but it backfired and it was just so funny she wanted to she was like oh you know she's like there's another kid who's new to school here too. So she like at, at lunch hour saw I was like sitting alone and stuff. She's like, I'm going to introduce the two new kids uh, and like put them together. And like, and I just, Oh God. So she introduces me to this other kid who's uh -huh. new ish. Uh, he was a little older. He'd been there a little longer than I had, but uh, she, we, we start talking and she's just kind of like facilitating it. Cause it's like two people who are very quiet and shy. And, um, two questions in i was like i was like where did you move from and um 
he I don't remember what he said, but he said somewhere and he said and I was like, Oh, um, why were you living there? And he's like, My dad was in the military. And I was like, Okay, and he goes, and he's dead now. Oh. And he starts crying. And I was like, This teacher like is like, I'm gonna make these two be friends, and he's sobbing <laughs> at the table. And I'm like, It's okay. And then <laughs> there was just no chance though that it was like, do you know what I mean? Like it was like yeah. then I was like taking care of him and I was like Oh, I just, I felt for him. I, and I, we, I, we ended up knowing each other and being friendly. Um, but it was just like one of those things where it was just so, this teacher, I just love it from her perspective being like, I'm going to do this nice thing. And then this little boy sobbing and the other kids like, uh, why'd you do this to me? Cause I was like, this is my first day. And I'm like with the kids sobbing, uh, like the like, new kids yeah, are like, all oh, the other kids are just kids like, doing? you're such a bully. Like, yeah. Oh my God. It's also just like, I think. I feel like my life was so insulated from death. I remember we had one guy whose whose father died freshman year of high school, and you know it's like it's it's so new. You go, to, I went to the funeral, and I remember like I'm I'm a sobber at funerals. Like I'm not a crier normally, but funerals for yeah. sure. Yeah, and like you just don't know you because uh, we're not necessarily connected with our grandparents enough or like the community at large. You like don't deal with death. And then you deal with death. Like, really, I think yeah. in an ideal yeah. world, yeah. you grow up. Like, my first, it was like putting the dog to sleep. Then a, a friend's parent died. Then his grandparents. It's supposed to be, like, connected to the world. Yeah. And yeah. so it was, I just remember the whole high school going. And it's such a surreal experience. Like, the whole high school doesn't know how to handle this. Yeah. You don't know oh. how to treat them. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Oh, my, like, and yeah, my dad no. died over the summer. I came back and everybody oh, was just like, yeah. Billy told us your dad died. Billy was the friend that, you know, I mentioned. Yeah. But and that week at the theater camp was so weird because I remember very much being like, I'm not going to cry. Like I'm going to, I'm not going to cry. Like I can just be here at theater camp and be so strong and just be like, yeah, my dad died. And now I'm here to run lights on your show. So why can't you fucking get your lines down? Yes, like yes, that was me. Yes. I was literally just all like, business. I was like, I'm here. I'm doing it. I love the idea that all, all tech kids were theater kids whose parents died. <laughs> died. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we like to wear black and i was just like stacy i'm sorry I, you can't hit your cue you can't hear your cue because you're so distracted these are just you kids know. who don't have enough joy to sustain a note for like a long <laughs> period of time i just i get so too depressed halfway yeah. through yeah q55 so q56 <laughs> that's done that's done it's just yeah it was like so did you cry did do you remember crying i mean that first day when i found out and i remember like when i got back home finally and like my mom and I had this like routine every night before bed where we would like say our prayers together and like, you know, talk about what we did and the, during the day. She'd like tuck me in even when, even like when I was in high school and stuff, we would still do that. And it was like the first time that we did it after he passed and we were like doing the prayers and I like got to the part where I'd usually say like, and God bless like my dad. And we both just like broke down crying, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I think that was like the first time, the, like the only other time. But I don't know, I guess I felt like mostly a lot of guilt because like I was supposed to be there that yeah. day and mm -hmm. I was so mad at him and I was just like this bitter goth teen girl who was like, oh my God, my dad. Uh. Yeah. And it I also sound like your dad had another fan. I mean, it sounds like there were a lot of reasons that at that age. Oh, there we had plenty. I had plenty of reasons to be upset with my father. And that was the other thing that made me mad about everyone on Twitter getting pissed at me because it's like, other than that, yeah. other than like saving my brother and sister, my dad was not a great dad to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like everyone yeah. was like, so you're bragging about your yeah. dad being so great. And I was like, 
No, I'm just like, no, it's way more complicated than that. Like, I yeah. love my dad, but you, also, my dad like, would have let me drown if he was worried <laughs> that it was his life or my life. He'd say, I have one more. It's going to be okay. So, I, yeah, and see, I the think thing it, is, there's points like, for that. My dad was married, had three kids. She did on his first wife with my mom. I'm like the love child. Then he had, got remarried, had two more kids. So I'm on that boat. Is he saving the love child? You think he's saving the outside kid? You think that, like, come on. Yeah. Come on. But so, you know, all of that, like, his family always treated me really differently. So we always yeah. had, like, kind of a strained relationship. So afterwards, it was just like, I just felt all these weird feelings of, like, anger that I, like, couldn't forgive him and we never got to yeah, forgive yeah, each yeah. other. And, like, like, the sadness of being, like, just uh you know what if i'd been there that day and the confusion of that and just a lot of emotions that my mother never took me to a therapist for mm. uh she, <laughs> god bless my mom I, I she literally was just like well she seems to be taking it good she went to theater camp she's fine yeah <laughs> literally that's my mom she was keep like keep her she moving was, she keep went her moving she's good keep her moving you know? rolling her down the just, yeah she's doing her thing yeah. like that's so I don't know if this is a trite comparison. I always think of Six Feet Under. I mean, you're a big two. Oh, I love Six Feet Under. But one, I mean, one thing that like rocked me about Six Feet Under that finale was he breaks up with Brenda. Is her name? He breaks up with her and then he dies. Yeah. Like, and 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 no one else knows that they've broken up, and she has to like deal with the fact that his last moment was to be like we're oh, it like some. But there's something about it was just such a perfect encapsulation of like unresolved. Yeah. thing yeah. i mean that's that, yeah, like, the last thing you did was have this fight yeah it's like this thing where i was just so angry and then this happens and like like i couldn't be angry but then i still was angry because i was still like angry at like the circumstances and like angry at his family like oh like at his funeral they the pastor like listed all of his kids and didn't name me no oh, yeah. how dare they right how right? dare Come they come on now. okay right Fuck. You Fuck see, them. if I want to fucking make jokes about my dad, yeah, dad, that is, yeah. and uh, they like didn't say my name, and it, that was like the only nice thing that my grandma on his side ever did for me was that she like stood up and said, "And Ashley." Oh my god! And oh. I was like, "Thank you." I'm so sorry. And then a bunch that of people yeah. were like, so "And then a bunch of people mad. after were like, who's Ashley?'" <laughs> <laughs> and they saw me, and I looked just like him. Like I looked yeah. like spitting in it, and they would be like, "Oh." <laughs> Uh, okay, and it was this whole thing at the like at, at the repass after where everybody was like, "Oh, that's it, and that's the end, Ashley." <laughs> like, oh, there she is, wow. and it was just like this weird thing where like that made me angry, and them kind of acting like, "Oh, he was more our dad than your dad." That like made me angry, and so I think just all of that just made me be like, "I'm gonna go to fucking theater camp and produce the best play this camp has ever seen in DeKalb, Illinois." <laughs> And I'm I'm gonna fucking power through. I just had all of these feelings. You could have done that one match. I already the moment you said, I was like, and the show is called And Ashley. <laughs> and Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I I can't I can only speak for myself, but I do believe that was probably the best performance that that any session of the NIU theater camp has ever put on. I feel like there was extra heart in it that year. <laughs> I'm sure what it, it was like a what was the show? Or was it just uh, a song? So it so basically the way the theater camp worked was like there was a improv show, a musical show, a play, uh and then I think even like a spoken word group that would do like a spoke, spoken word performance and as tech you had to like do tech for all the shows. Yeah. So uh-huh. you like like you would be like okay, this is the improv people's thing and you'd like move everything on. So amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think that year the people in the musical, I feel like they did something from a chorus line, maybe. Yeah. 
I feel like they did like a chorus line something like what I did for love or something. And I was just like, why are these fucking kids singing this song so badly? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, <laughs> let's take this is our commercial break. And we're back. Uh, well, that's. I'm still I'm just I'm stuck on this this funeral. It just I mean, it makes me it's a mind. Fuck. It, it's I mean, like it's wanting to have a time machine. <laughs> a time machine. Imagine I, I show up at the funeral. I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. You're an asshole, Mr. Priest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. he like he did, he did apologize to me after he was like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, clearly they didn't give you your notes, I guess, before you. <laughs> like, what yeah. credits to read? I guess they didn't make that clear. <laughs> okay. And like, you know, and my mom, she couldn't come to the funeral. She like couldn't get back down to Texas. So I was just there by myself, like with his family. And I was just like, this is so weird. And then I get to leave immediately and just get get on a get on a plane also there, i have a very specific memory of wearing a black dress i got from hot topic because that to was, the funeral yeah because oh like with God. the timing that was all i had because i was like this moody goth teenager who had a bunch of clothes from hot topic yeah well i was i was a hot topic kid too yeah i didn't have the uh trauma to warrant it <laughs> yeah uh, i didn't until then and i I don't know if hot, like if someone can pull those picks, I feel like hot topic. You got to find like, them. Yeah. I, I found a couple. I, my mom, I think, purposely did not take like a lot she. Of I had the, I had these yeah. big, big baggy jeans with chains and paint. I at had the end. The, yeah. My mom, she. I remember I couldn't find them one day, and my mom later told me years later. She's like, I hid them. They were hideous. <laughs> they were hideous. Yeah, and, I uh, had uh, like the green plaid with buckles that went all the way down oh, and up. Yeah. And my mom was just like, I hated those pants, and every time you wore them, and then I got this like black like uh i don't know morticia adams like dress that had like all this lace and stuff and i was like yes this is this is me so goth and beautiful and that's what i had to wear to his funeral <laughs> i look that's why the priest was like okay we're not, we're gonna cross yeah her i think name. actually he was like is, let's not oh my I god i think actually he was probably trying to do me a favor <laughs> um there's something really funny about uh i can't remember if we've talked about this before but with priests um sometimes if you really go to the church a lot they know things about you, but sometimes yeah. it's like a Mad Lib that they just use for every funeral and they just like fill in names and occupation and like a hobby that you did. Yeah. And it's so clear. You're watching them do these, the, the not the eulogy, but like the, you're watching them deliver their remarks and then they just like look down at their note to fill in like the little blurbs that they, yeah. they don't know the people. And like, just I like, yeah. And he loved gardening <laughs> and you're like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like like it's and like yeah it was like i don't know, i guess like a church they'd been going to but I, I do actually remember there was a moment that day and that's when i like knew i was going to be a comedian and like his like they made a program that had all these pictures of us in it and stuff and his his like second wife comes up to me and she's like i want you to know like he always loved you he always cared about you uh he kept a picture of you in his wallet and like had it until he died like he he kept that picture of you mm. we put it in the program and then she like shows me the picture and it is the most hideous photo of me <laughs> it's like like one of the worst pictures i've ever taken it was like my second grade like like class photo uh -huh. and i'm literally like showing one tooth and like you like you got to bring a toy with you for like your picture and most people brought like a doll or a basketball I brought like a battery box from the inside of my cabbage patch doll. Like not like the like just the blue box that made it speak. Oh my and I'm just <laughs> that's a 
crazy prop. <laughs> it's a photo of me just like holding this blue box, like showing I, one tooth, like. These are the insides. We're all machines. We're all machines. And like my hair is a mess. Like it's like the one thing where I think my mom, I remember my mom being like, I didn't know it was picture day. That's why she like just grabbed whatever thing. And she's Do you have that picture? I, yeah, I have looked for it. I've been like, mom, and I have it in like, cause in the program it's in there. Like there's all these beautiful photos of my brothers and sisters with my dad. And then there's just one photo of me like. From year seven. The end Ashley just like, hey. And like I just wallet. remember her being like, he loved you. He kept this photo of you <laughs> near his heart every day. And I was like, oh, but why? I'm a clown. I'm going to be a clown. I'm going to be a clown for life. I'm going to be a professional clown. He always said, I need to get another photo of her. <laughs> this is the only one I have. The only right one now. I have. I, mean, I love but that photographer. Is, didn't like, should we let her do this? Should we let her do this? Let's have a little basketball. had other photos of me. Yeah. Like, I sent him other class photos. He had pictures Maybe of me he with was my like, brother. This is how but my unique, like, my this... unique weird little daughter yeah. with my her battery inside. With her, yeah. yeah, my weird other outside child. <laughs> you know, like, let me just remember, she's the one who's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I have here, you, you were engaged at 19? I was. Do you, do you uh, think, after that type of family trauma, do, who do you think the trauma? Of course, I would think. Engage at 19. Were you still in the goth phase there? Someone, uh, someone saw the point, Hot Topic and said, yeah, let me put a ring on at, this. At that point, I'd moved out of my Hot Topic phase, and I will say I was very much still going to theater camp, uh, but I was in like more of like a stoner hippie phase. Like By that point, I like was like, my dad died, I'm gonna do drugs, hang out with like people in bands, go to shows, be a cool kid. Like I like by the time I was in like by the time I was in ninth or tenth grade, I had a heavy pill addiction. Like I was doing like really? Percocet. Like I was like I would steal it from like my grandma when I'd go to Texas and like bring it back and, and like, what is Percocet? What kind it's of drug is like that? uh Oxycontin. It's just like a like a Vicodin yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh and I was like doing Percocet like crazy. Literally like I was in like ninth grade, like doing rails in the bathroom at school. <laughs> so you, you would crush up the Percocet. Yeah. And I was like hanging out with older kids and stuff and like going to fish shows and like wearing tie dye pants. And like, that was like kind of the phase of my life. And I think my mom, like I said, she never like got me therapy or anything. She was just kind of like, we go to church. Like I, at the same, I like, I was the secretary at my church actually. So we had to be there every Sunday. Uh, and so you were funk. I mean, were you pretty functional? Oh yeah. I was like incredibly functional. Like I was like doing work and stuff and still got good grades. I always got good grades. I always knew that my mom couldn't bother me as long as I got good grades. And by the time I hit junior year, I detoxed myself. I was like, I have to focus so I can get into college. Like that's what matters. And I just cold Turkey quit. What what, did you go through a phase? Oh yeah. I told my mom I had the, my mom thought I had the flu. I was just like, I don't know. I'm so sick. And I was like throwing up and she just thought I had the flu. And, uh, That's very interesting. From an outside perspective, it's that you enjoyed like in, indulging in these things, but still had the like inner strength to just stop it completely like that's an interesting yeah, combination of things i think it's because i mean also my mom sent me so all my, my my other my mom's other kids all went to public school and then for me i was her last one she was like i'm getting it fucking right you're gonna go to private school she like got me into this super goddamn fancy private school with like financial aid a bunch of scholarships mm-hmm. like i remember i had to go and do testing at there for like six hours to like win a scholarship to be able to go there and then like she got me financial aid and i i think i was just like 
I cannot throw this opportunity away. Well, the pills are almost a requirement yeah. for that kind of stuff. Also, school. like, be, like yeah. yeah, honestly, <laughs> and I don't think school. she realized, like, yeah. oh, I'm sending my daughter to this school with a bunch of rich kids. Like, yeah. all the kids I went to school with were like, I have an elevator in my house, and yeah. my butler serves me Coke. Like, yeah. it was, like, that kind of school where I was like, Mom, you don't understand. These rich kids are crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. these rich kids do so many drugs. And she would just be like, no, I sent you there because it's a good school. And... It was also really competitive, and I was a competitive kid. I was like, I'm going to get the best grades in Latin. I'm going to win the English award. Like, I'm going to snort the longest I'm, I, yeah, I literally be like, I'm going to, I can smoke the most weed. Like, I'll show you guys. And I was the only black kid. So it was also like yeah. that thing where I had to prove myself and be like, a black woman has to work three times harder. So I'll do Percocet, smoke pot, love fish, and get all A's in <laughs> English and Latin, you bitches. Yeah, I got three gold medals in Latin. Did you have a lot of friends? Uh, okay, yeah. I so so then who did you I had my best friend in <laughs> I had a one best friend in school and then actually most of my friends were the people like out like I hung out hung out with all the public school kids and like the kids who'd be like, Let's go to concerts and yeah, yeah, yeah. like those were my friends and then within my school I think everybody was just like I think for me at the time, I saw it as like that, you know, that 30 Rock episode where Tina Fey like goes back to her high school graduation mm -hmm. and she's like, everyone was always so mean to me because I was a nerd. So funny. And then it like flashes back and she's like, cool thing about your mom being addicted to pills, Bethany. Yeah, she was, yeah, yeah, she yeah, says she's like, the yeah, jerk. Yeah, she's the jerk. Yeah. And when I look back at the time, I was like, I went to this school where I was the only black person and it was super racist. Like there was a kid would, who like, imagine. there was a kid who left chicken bones outside of my locker one day oh and was like, God. can't you do something with that? There was a Jewish kid in our class. They would throw him in a trash can and throw pennies at him and say, we're playing, put the Jew in the can. And then teachers would just stand around it's going. Very inventive. <laughs> teachers would just stand. The in the can. <laughs> like, I was like, how's that a game? You're just, and he would just laugh and be like, I love the pennies. And the teachers and the would teachers just would be stand like, are nickels okay? Yeah. The, yeah. The teachers would just be like, oh, oh you're good. And so, like, it was this weird place <laughs> that was just, like, odd and racist. So I was, like, constantly defensive. Like, these I – was, I, I was just always on the defense, I felt like, where I had to, like, strike first before they could be, like – Like, there was this girl who would be, like, you're not allowed to come to sleepovers at my party – at my house because black people steal. I was supposed to be nice to her? No. Yeah, I yeah. spent oh. five years making her life hell. <laughs> yeah. it, it would be hard. Like, your version of the Tina Fey episode would be really egregious. It'd be like, you yeah. did steal at the last five sleepovers. <laughs> so she was actually legitimately worried about it. I mean, you. I was stealing at the time, <laughs> but from stores. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. You're like, people. but that's a me thing. <laughs> yeah. That is not a black like, people yeah, that's thing. Not, yeah. And that's not a black people thing. That's a, I don't believe I should have to pay for toothpaste at Walgreens. I just don't believe I should ever have to pay for toothpaste. It's, yeah. It goes right in the bag. It's I'm not doing it. You you still do that? I I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. I'm just terrified. I've never. Yeah. You ever taken something? No, no. But actually, one time I was at a I was at a oh wedding. I was at a wedding, and uh, the one of the bridal party. Um, the one uh, she was basically they did the bachelorette the day before. Uh huh. And so I was like I was doing a thing in the ceremony, uh, and uh, the whole bridal party was late. And they're like, where everyone's like, what's going on? What's going on? And then they came in and they all looked kind of shocked and weird. And like, we knew the bachelorette was the night before. And we we're like, what happened on that bachelorette? Anyways, the morning of the wedding, um, they went to like a Walgreens and one of the uh, bridal party, she um, 
stole. She she stole. She paid for some things and yeah. then she stole other things. Classic way to do it. Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> she got caught and arrested. And uh, and so, but it was just a funny thing because everyone's like, "Do you do this a lot?" And she was like, "No, never did it. I just felt like doing it today." She and she paid for the more she expensive lied. things. I know that's what <laughs> I think. First too. of all, I, I think. It, but but it was just so it was you don't choose that I, day it was that a really day to do it because the thing is like, I, like okay. not a big deal but it was just like then it was like everyone knew because you're yeah. like going to a wedding and every the wedding was starting late because yeah because you got, you got arrested. arrested yeah that's kind of bad but you asked about my fiance and like my fiance and I we were like the goddamn Bonnie and Clyde of our little hometown because <laughs> we loved to steal like we knew all the best stores like beyond just taking toothpaste from Walgreens. We would go to like Dick's Sporting Good, uh, and just I I got a pair of my the, the Pumas I still have I stole those when I was How in high did school. You, steal, you put them on? Oh my god, that was actually one of the scariest steals I ever did. It's Ocean's uh, Eleven level. <laughs> Wow. Dick sporting good <laughs> yeah. pumas. Uh, I well, actually, it wasn't that hard because their fitting rooms are like throughout the store. Like they just have these like little booths you can go in. So I just picked up the pair of shoes, went in there, put the shoes on, and put my old shoes in the box, and then just walked out of the store. I, I'm gonna try that. Uh, yeah, I, I, it makes me nervous. And they don't, don't they don't put any things like codes on it. Now they probably keep the shoes in the yeah. back, but like you could probably still just be like, I try it, but then they I don't know. But uh, my other big steal, I you got, never got a, you never got caught. I never got caught. Oof, I never got caught. Amazing. Uh, but I got out of the game when like two of my friends got caught, and yes. if for them, and they also were master stealers like us. Like we all did it together. We would literally like have a day. Me and my fiance, our two best friends, we'd like get garbage bags, <laughs> and we would be like, we're gonna hit Dick's Sporting Good. We're gonna hit the Bergners at the mall. We're gonna hit the the Goodwill. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, but one of our friends worked at the Goodwill, so he basically it wasn't really stealing so much as he would let us take stuff before they put it on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but we like had a it Sounds list. like you needed it. You needed it. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. That's what the Goodwill is. I feel like for. it was just like my mom to like never get it. So I was just like and she was just kind of like you seem to be doing good. Like I'm just going to let you live your She's life. You're good. You're always wearing great You're, new great shoes. New great new clothes. Your teeth home. are so well brushed. You must be getting toothpaste so, <laughs> so much. much. <laughs> I would come home with garbage bags of clothes <gasps> and I would just be like good deals at at Salvation Army today, mom. <laughs> and oh, she'd be like those look like brand new Pumas and I'd just be like, yeah. Good de good deals, mom. And like we, the biggest thing I ever got was a London Fog did this like Mad Men collection one year mm. and they did these like raincoats. There's like this beautiful like sh like photo shoot of like Christina Hendricks in these like red raincoats. And I saw it and I was like, holy shit, I want that. Uh, I went to the Bergners. They had it. It was like 400 something dollars. <laughs> and I was like, I want this rain jacket. And I like took it into the dressing room. And my usual game plan was like, I would just kind of take whatever I want, go in the dressing room uh, most of the time people like would not notice and I would just like put it in my purse like stuff it somewhere where I knew no one would find it and then just yeah. come out of the dressing room and that day I'm like doing my thing I like took all the tags off this shit like we had tools <laughs> to take all the stuff wow. off your tools like 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 uh, plier clips and stuff to take all the security tags off wow it is not hard to do I'm gonna get arrested uh <laughs> They tracked and, down this coat. We've yeah, been looking. We've, we've been, been looking, looking for this looking coat stealer for, this for a year, and like get all the stuff off. And at that point, you gotta dedicate. Like you gotta go through with it, because like someone, like someone's gonna come in there and like see all of these like security tags. Like you gotta yeah. just do it and go. And so I get the bag, like coat. It's folded up. I get it into this big purse I had, and the zipper on my purse broke. <gasps> 
the zipper on the purse was broken and I couldn't get it closed. And like, this is a bright red rain jacket. And I'm just like, God damn it. Like, how do I get out of here? And I ended up just like pulling my bag really close to me, like pushing the zipper closed, putting it under my thing. And then just like leaving that store, going to another one and being like, can I use your restroom? And just like going into their bathroom and just like pulling on the zipper until I could get it fixed and get it closed. And as soon as I did, I ran out to my friend's car and was like, we got to get this in the trunk. And he was like, what'd you do? And I was like, we can't go back in the burgers. I think I was like, I just lifting is nice because look, it's it's like it's a crime. No one's dead. No, the only people are hurt are what rich people. Yeah. Yeah. Those stores have insurance policies. I don't feel bad for burgers. I don't feel bad for Dick's Sporting Goods. Okay, the Goodwill Salvation. I mean. I would I just say, got first dibs. Listen, I would say I've, I've donated yeah. I've donated a shitload of clothes to Goodwill. And if you said, Hey, there's this girl, her, her dad died. Oh, yeah. And That's she true. then had to go to musical right? theater yeah. camp and she yeah. got she's engaged. She's nineteen. Yeah. I'd be like, give the clothes to her. Give she yeah. needs these yeah. for yeah. a moment of joy. Please but, let her like, feel like she stole it. Too. Yeah. yeah. And Maybe. like so you can understand from from all of this, this like life of crime my my boyfriend and i were living we started dating when i was like 16 probably uh maybe 17 but like from all of that we like bonded so like we just we would we like wrote each other letters Mm. like you know and we would like go around just like smoking pot and being cool and like we would hang out at diners smoking cigarettes until 2 a.m sounds romantic it it was honestly like it was super goddamn romantic i like i like you know I had friends who were like, you and Jason are like such a love story. And like my mom was the same way where I think she was mostly happy that like I seemed happy and like there was someone else dealing with me where she was like, oh, like, yeah, Ashley said, but like, okay, she has this. And yeah. so I think for her, she was, just, and she had her own things going on, but I think she was just kind of like someone else has taken care of her. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and when I was like, I don't know, we would like write each other letters. We were truly like, like, I don't know, we'd watch, like, Ingmar Bergman movies together and, like, go on road trips and, like... When he proposed, did he steal the ring? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, he he saved up the $1,000 he spent on that ring. Uh, it was it was just a gold band with, like, three rings on it because he was, like, he was, like, one is me, one is you, and one's us together. Hey. I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, so I'm was, trying to get a gift for my girlfriend right now, and that sounds to me like A+. Plus. Oh, yeah. I a mean, plus metaphor. it was pure gold because eventually when we broke up, I did pawn it for weed money. Of course. Um, so, you know, I was happy. I got 300 bucks for it, though. I was like, he told me he spent $1,000 on this, and I got $300, and I spent it on an ounce of weed. Did you explain the metaphor to them? Uh, I did. <laughs> I did. And they still were like, ma'am, no. It's it's like the, They're I don't like, know. okay, do 50. Yeah, they were like 24 <laughs> They are like 24 carat. But yeah, we got proposed when I was a sophomore in college. Like we, I went to college in Massachusetts. He still lived in Illinois. We were long distance, which is stupid. Like I wish I'd known that was like someone, that's when my mom should have been like, don't go to college with a boyfriend. But she was just like, you're so hard headed. You're going to do whatever you want anyway. And you guys say you're in love. So, okay. Going to college. I have my favorite freshman year. There was always someone who had like a, a, a relationship at a different college. Yeah. And like you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. We all knew. Oh, yeah. But my favorite, once I was hosting a comedy show and it was like someone and they were like dating and he was like, oh yeah, he's at college and she's at a different college. I was like, 
that's going to work out. Yeah. And everyone in the audience just la- laughed because we we all like have seen it and we know yeah. this is over. But the yeah. weird thing is we did last all four years. I went all four years. We didn't break up until a month before I graduated. Wow. I spent all four years of high school only with it. Like I would only have sex when he'd come to town. Like I was truly like a good girl about it. Like we lo- like, you know, we're into each other. And then it was like, like a month before I graduated, we ended up breaking up and I was like, oh, God damn it. I only have a month to like hoe out on this campus. Like what? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, what yeah. have I been missing out on? I could have married, like come here and like found a millionaire to marry. And instead, I've been dating this like guy from Illinois. <laughs> Whenever those couples reunited, they'd always like be like, they're like, I saw her. Yeah, We had a lot of sex. And it's like, well, <laughs> compared to what we have over the years. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, like, three times yeah, a weekend. Like, congrats. Weekly, like, yeah. And it's like I had a hot weekend. And. Like my, I did my junior year abroad, so I was that was even crazier because I was in Germany and he started going to college in Vermont. Uh huh. And then he like came to live with me in Germany, and that's when I kind of started to realize like, oh, this might not be a good relationship for me. Sure. And that was like yeah. the the first time we spent a, a significant amount of time living together. Like yeah. he came and stayed with me in Germany for like three months, like his entire summer. And, like, we stayed in this like very tiny studio, small German apartment, uh-huh. like, that was when I was just kind of like, oh, wait a second. What the, what am I? I could be fucking hot German weirdos. Yeah. Do you still speak to this person, your ex fiance? Uh, no, no. So we had a really bad, oh, okay. We had a really bad breakup. Uh, he ended up like cheating on me. He got mm. addicted to meth and like hid his meth use oh, from me. No. Uh, I went to visit him on his campus and he was like raged out on meth and coke. I had no idea. And we were visiting him. I, we had like two friends from Rockford. We like went to go visit him and like go on a hiking trip. And he like was acting weird the whole time. I was like, bro, I can tell you're on coke on this mountain climbing trip, which I kind of thought was funny because I was like, oh, we could all do coke at the top, like a Fleetwood Mac landslide thing. That'd yeah. be funny. <laughs> and But then it wasn't because he like was getting angry and was like mad at me. And he Mm. pushed me like at one point and I fell, twisted my ankle. Oh no. I'm like sitting there in the mud, like just like broken. Like I thought my foot was, I was like, what is going on? I'm in so much pain. And he's just yelling at me about like how I'm ungrateful and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, you're fully like a crazy like drug addict. I see it now. Like this Mm. is the moment where I'm like the rock. Oh, and his friends would like, I, my friends came in back and got me. We like get back to campus and we like ended up just going to a bonfire that night. I was like, let's just move on. Like, I don't want to make this trip weird for our friends. And in the middle of the bonfire, like my fiance disappears and I'm like, where'd he go? And his classmates were all like, oh, he's doing meth with the townies. <laughs> and that's how I found out he was also doing meth. They were yeah. like, oh, he's with over the casual list. I'm like, yeah. you know him. Oh, you know. they were casual. Like, as he usually does on a Saturday yeah. night. He's as, over there with the townies doing as, meth. As as you didn't know this? Yes, he's one to do. And I was just like, <laughs> what? And they were like, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm, you want to? And I was just like, I did not know that. That okay, uh, so we ended up breaking up. He did not really like see it as a, he he thought we were just taking a break, but yeah. I was like, no, we're done. I'm moving to Chicago. Don't and he would literally call me and be like, well, when are we getting back together? And like, blah blah. blah. And I was just like, no, we're done. And then he started dating this girl who was also from our hometown, who honestly looked just like me. Like our friends called her SpongeBob Ashley or. Uh, <laughs> SpongeBob or Ashley Ray Doodle Pants is what they called Ashley her. Ashley Ray Doodle, I'm sure. Because you know that. the SpongeBob episode where there's a fake SpongeBob named SpongeBob Doodle Pants. I do know that. Yeah, so they were like, she's Ashley Ray wow. Doodle Pants because she looked just like me. And he called me one day and was like, "Hey, can I get the ring back? I want to propose to her, and I'd like to give her that ring." 
And he's, he's like, you have the exact same finger size. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh. once I realized that, so could I just get that ring back? And I was like, fuck you. I pawned it for weed money. And also, if you love this girl, don't give her someone else's ring. Are you right. crazy? So after that, I was, I clearly was like, you're a crazy person. I hate you. And I never spoke to him again. Basically, he he's now has to fix the metaphor. He's like, okay, so yeah. one of the rings is, is, is her, is but her, it's but not. It's, actually, the it's other her, two me, us. and you now. There we go. And then the craziest thing is, so I've been on this like little tour doing shows and like for Memorial Day, I went back home to Rockford for the first time in like years. Uh-huh. And I'm there to like see all my best friends, like the people I would steal with, my homies. And I'm Visit just- them in jail. <laughs> not, I mean, they are not far <laughs> off from there. I'm living in Rockford as a kind of jail. And like we are all hanging out. And then my best friend goes, Ashley, there's something I didn't tell you. And I was like, what? And he's like, your ex-fiance is in town this weekend too. And I was just like, how do you not tell me that? How do you not tell me that? And it's like, Rockford is not a big place. Like, if someone is yeah. in town, you're gonna see them. Yeah. And, like, the second he says it, like, 20 minutes later, we're at a bar, and my ex-fiance comes walking in, <gasps> and it was literally the first time we'd seen each other oh, wow. since, like, 2013. Did you say hi? Oh, we said hi. We... <laughs> uh, not only did we say hi, we ended up hanging out, all of us together, like, the whole night. And, like, my best friend from Chicago came with me. We ended up going to this gay bar, and she, like, slow danced with him to, like, her favorite country song. I was like, what is happening here? And he, like, lives in southern Illinois now. He drives this, like, giant truck. Like, the mm. most ridiculously big truck I've ever... Like, I was yeah. just roasting him for this giant-ass truck all night. Like, uh-huh. you could yeah. fit 10 people in this goddamn truck. And, <laughs> and he, like, is giving us rides to get food and stuff. And, like, at one place was like, okay, you guys, I'll buy everyone a round of drinks, like, on me. Like, it's it's, it's been a long time. Good to see you. You have to under- I paid for everything for this man for years. Uh-huh. Like when we broke yeah. up, he owed me thousands of dollars. Yeah. And he's like, but I'll get a round of drinks. And then afterwards we like go to this place to get food. And it was just like one of those like light, late night, like Euro places, like just grab sandwiches. And he's like, they only let one person in to order at a time. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'll go in and order. What does everyone want? We're all just like, just get like three euros and like, we're good. And he's like, okay, who has money? And I was just like, are you kidding me? I was like, you go in there and you order those euros and you pay for them for us two ladies. Like what? all the euros I bought you at this same place. Do you, the times I would like dig through my house for quarters just to buy us like cheese fries at a diner. Like, what are you talking about? And he was just like, I'm not going in there and paying for like seven euros. And I was just like, no, you just got, you just got paid for like two, and he was like, "No, give me the money." And then I just like gave him five dollars and was like, "Fuck it." But I could tell for him it was like a big deal. Like for him it was a real win. Like yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And then our other friend was just like, "He is so still in love with you." <laughs> oh, there you go. Like our other friend was just like, in that moment when I saw like what that money meant to him, I was like, "Oh God, he still loves her." <laughs> He was like, you could literally have him if you... And I was just like, I did get that vibe. Oh, you did? You did. Where was, Would I it just, have been fun? Would have no. been a... No? no? I think sometimes you can't go back to that. You it's know, also, like, I mean, I don't know what it is about me, but after all my relationships, I get hotter and they don't. Mm. And I would say when I dated him, he, and like, at our peak, he looked like Evan Peters. Like... Who's Evan Peters? From American Horror Story or yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Mayor of Easttown, uh, which oh, I worked yes. on as a vape okay. coach, uh, as everyone knows. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, he looks like Evan Peters. Like when we people would be like, he looks just like the guy from American Horror Story. He's so hot and cute, like blonde boy. And now 
I would say he looks like he looks like Hank. a different character from American Horror Story. Yeah, like or from American. Or I was gonna say he looks like Hank Hill. I, that was gonna oh, be my. Oh wow! Is that he's just a dude who lives in Southern Illinois and works at a dynamite factory and is like, I love farming. And Can you do a Hank Hill impression? <laughs> no. So like, really? like usually if you're in a room, at least I'm not one. paying for that euro. Yeah, or uh, pro propane. No. We always try to do some new impressions on here. Me? Get, I feel like usually in a room there's one person who can do. I cannot. I never watched that show very I didn't much. really watch it. That I was never either. my jam. I didn't like it as a kid. I always thought it was boring. And then I started watching it in college and I was like, oh, this is the best show. It's so oh, good. good. Yeah. I, uh, maybe I should check it out. I think it's good watching it when you're kind of older. Mm. I think you get more from it. Um, are you okay on time? Uh, we'll, I have we'll to go, go to soonish. Okay, so we'll, we'll get to our, our This Has Gotta Stop yeah. Uh, uh, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. Wow. Hey, Please, you... I would love to stop talking about my ex-fiance. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see the, the, how the segment works? It's, it's. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. There's uh, not a lot to explain. It's, it's yeah, easy. it's something that's got to stop. I, it, it could be, it could be a TV thing. It could be a, it, anything pop in the world, thing. pop culture, yeah. interpersonal, some trend, some show, something. Yeah. One, okay, yeah. I got it. Yeah, yeah. One thing. Well, let me just say one thing. I, I reached out to you that I love so much that you posted was about how, like, in TV shows, people think that um, representation in TV also meant that those characters need to be like good examples of people yeah. for yeah. that community, and like that. That's like that's like a perfect example like what this is yeah so yeah yeah i am gonna go with a tv thing something i also was tweeting about uh i think tv shows need to stop with this belief that like doing psychedelics or shrooms is inherently interesting there's been like a just like slew of tv shows that have come out over the last week where like characters do shrooms and it's like supposed to be the craziest episode and you're just sitting there like this isn't what it's like like yeah. this is like I don't I'm you just gotta stop doing this. What's one that did it recently? I you probably do not watch the bold type. The the bold type? The bold type? No. Okay, that's absolutely fair. Uh it is a show on I don't even know what it you know that like fun ch you probably it's like this channel that's like I think Canadian but it's like supposed to be like teen programming like it has grownish it has like oh oh um, oh like I, good I, yes. trouble yes. it's yes, like yes, you can yes. get it on Hulu okay. freeform freeform yeah, yeah, freeform yes, 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 and it's like supposed to be like the oh this is a channel is it for Verizon's it. channel I thought it was like a phone I, company yeah I honestly could not tell you how freeform came to be yeah, yeah, yeah. like it just was freeform day, ABC Family at one point I think it was and ABC Family and originally it was W be before that yeah it was like, it's been but it's supposed to be like teen programming and stuff and they have this show the bold type that's about these like three girls who work in media and they're writers and so i watch it because i'm like this is the it's like a dream portrayal of what it's like to work in media like in this tv show digital media is not a dying industry <laughs> like every other day they're like we just got more money to fund the vertical and it's like our new facebook <laughs> video did good plays without even oh, yeah. <laughs> boosting the post yeah, they, yeah every literally that is what like what the actual dialogue is like is that they're just there's someone who's just like that viral instagram post got us eighty thousand followers on the thing and you're just like oh my god okay all yeah. all internet i mean not not to take away from your like all so many TV shows just don't know how to handle the internet or like how, yeah. how it works and the narrative function makes it unbelievable instantaneously. Instantly, where it's, yeah. that I was, don't envy yeah. it though because I don't think there's anything particularly compelling, compelling about, about the internet or social media. I don't know what the solution is. Yeah. yeah, that's another, I think the only show that's done it well is I May Destroy You. Like that mm. show does a really good job 
of showing how social media is like ruining her mind and her life. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like trying to make the social media stuff interesting. It's like, oh, it's a consequence that she has to face versus like, this is something we should take seriously and care about as a plot point. Totally. Yeah. But otherwise, this show is very much like, oh my gosh, did you see so and so's like TikTok? And then they like wanted to make it all like edgy and interesting by having them do shrooms. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I felt like no, like did no one in the writer's room like actually do shrooms? Anytime I watch one of those shows, I'm just like, so you guys just didn't have any interesting ideas for this episode. And you were yeah. like, throw in shrooms. Do yeah. they come out different? And they're like, oh, you know what? We should, instead of doing verticals on Facebook, we should do shorter videos. <laughs> Seven uh, second videos. Like, like Vine. But like, a little bit I don't longer. think any of that, like one of them like kind of realizes like, oh, she has to quit her job. And then one of them realizes she might be an alcoholic. And then the other girl, like basically her thing is that she realizes she sucks at her job and then she does shrooms and is like, now I have the courage to like face this girl I was supposed to be mentoring and editing. And the girl is like, look, I'm looking at other jobs because you kind of suck as a manager. And the lady who just did shrooms is like, let me be honest with you. I've been on shrooms all day. So that's why I'm like this. But I hope this honesty (laughs) makes you want to work for me. And in the show, the girl is like, wow, I'm so inspired by you being so open. Can you imagine your manager's like, I've been on shrooms all day. day. Like, okay, I'm (laughs) definitely taking the other job. Uh, This girl is like, wow, because you were so open, I feel like I can be more open in my writing. Like, thank you, Jane. And I was just like, no, this bitch needs to be fired. Yeah. Go to HR and be like, my manager just told me she was on shrooms all day. And like, she's being considered <laughs> to be like the interim editor while Jacqueline goes on vacation. No. The, I think the bold sh- ones out there who watch the show, they're going to know what I'm shrooms talking about. Shrooms is too cliche at this point. They need to make it up the stakes. Heroin. They're like, let's do heroin. Let's, let's microdose yeah. heroin. Let's, yeah. I mean, just a little, just a little thumb prick let's do of some heroin. Percocet. I was doing it in middle school. Yeah. Come yeah. on up the game. Yeah. And it's like, there's some good, I don't know, like that workaholics episode where they do shrooms is good. And the broad city one is. But just it is something, time. though, that, yeah, it's like it's a kind of now we've seen it enough where it's like you're going to do this because you think it'll be like, like, yeah. ooh, kooky and like absurd. You think and, you it know, ups like, the stakes, yeah, 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 yeah. but it just I do like if they do one where someone like does shrooms to have that experience and then they're just as shitty and people are like, what? Stop doing yeah. this. Yeah. Why are you you're d- just a mess. Yeah. Like it's not it's a Tuesday. You're not having fun. No, I just, I feel like I don't know. I just in general, I think TV shows need to get their act together when it comes to drugs. Like even pot, like weed in shows, you'll like see someone smoke weed and they like lose their minds or like you know they yeah, like yeah, yeah. like freak out and like eat a whole like everything in a fridge. And it's like no, just show me a TV show where someone like smokes pot and like writes an article they have to get done. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They always do food things. I do like maybe you take one handful of Lucky Charms is what I do. Okay, yeah. but that's it. You don't need to put peanut butter on it too. Yeah, that's I I do oh, do that. that. I'll just do like so the, good right it now. does. Oh my yeah. god! I love, I'll just, I love a cereal. A cereal. Yeah, crack. I do. That. I just do a big <laughs> handful of like honey nut Cheerios. Like that's my <sighs> just. Oh yeah. yeah. He doesn't even smoke pot a lot. Oh. No, not I don't. But I do. You know, I do. I, I like edibles. I was gonna smoke pot right now. I know. Well, you I, said you were gonna offer. I was gonna. I thought like we. You know, but it's it's I, so late. I always got it. I, yeah. I appreciate. It. I know. Well, you're almost out of joints. I saw. I saw. Oh, your, seriously. You're out of joints. I, I mean, you can see the last one. Your it's, joint collection yeah. is, is stunning. You wow. can see. Look, internet. This is real. Wow. There, there you it go. Is. There's the, the one. The last one. Case. That's fun. Hang out. Yeah, the last one you can right there. Um, I right. miscounted the men when it came to me needing weed on this trip. 
How many joints per day do you think you average? Well, I brought 54. Uh, I gave out six, uh-huh. and now I have one. And I've been here for a week. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. So That's great. That's amazing. One hit, and I'm... Well, I'm that's, uh, <laughs> that's amazing. I have a problem. Giving out joints, My though, is a very... My dad died. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Of course. Giving out full joints, though, that's very generous. I, yeah. When people give me a joint, though, it feels like, I'm like, wow. People love it. I don't know. Like, I just... I I get, like, a lot of weed, because people are like, oh, you're a weed person. Like, take this. Yeah. So that's one reason why I'm always like, I wish that someone had done this for me. So I get to be that person now. And people are always so happy. Like, if I'm at a crowded bar, like, I was in D.C., and this guy was like, you just gave me a whole joint, and then he bought all my drinks for the night. Oh, like, you know. Yeah, have you good. gotten the Seth Rogen weed yet? I have. Is it good? It is really good. Oh, good. It is really good. I, it good. Is, I'm glad his billion-dollar company is yeah. going to do okay. I'm sure this, like, very, I'm glad <sighs> I know, this, I know like, he, yeah. I know he was worried about I'm glad about this that. rich white man, like, figured out weed and, like... <laughs> But it is, I hate to give him the credit for it because I hate like celebrity weed stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I am the person who's like, I don't care if it's Snoop Dogg's weed. But if there's anyone who really, well, Snoop and him like lived it. I mean, I, I, I bought a Snoop. I thought it was a vape. This was a long time ago, but it was like a where it burns actual weed. Oh yeah, and I never used it, but it was like it was Snoop. Yeah, like the Snoop like pet, like thingies. Like I, I don't know, most eBay. celebrities, I just like can't care about their like weed thing. But Seth Rogen was the one person I was like, I mean, yeah. I'm a stoner because of Pineapple Express. Like yeah. that movie changed my life. Like in two thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. two thousand seven, that came out, and I was like, that is everything I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Seth Rogen. And so, like, I don't. The movie is like Scarface for stoners. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like yeah, our, it's yeah. like the stoners yeah. that I'd like, I'd to, like have. to have. Yeah. And so, like, I don't like to give white men credit for like being celebrities and having weed lines, but his is legitimately good. His his Indica Rain Band is the only one I can smoke and still have dreams, and it's just like so crystally and beautiful, and like. I hate to give him the credit because also he said that he would send me some for free and he never did. Mm. So this is a call out. Yeah. Um, because he made that promise during Black History Month. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Seth, wow. I'd love if you want to sponsor podcasts. I feel like weed companies should totally sponsor podcasts. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I was going to say, I did have a Snoop Dogg story actually once. I was staying at the hotel that Snoop Dogg was staying at. And what was really it funny, and it yep. was not fancy. It was, we were on tour for a show and it was like, I think, I can't remember what, state it was but um he was doing a concert or something he was doing something nearby and the whole it was so funny the whole bottom floor of of the hotel smelled like weed and it was just like this i remember we came in we're like wow like it was like we came into the lobby and we're like whoa like it was like that overpowering and there was this old white couple that was like complaining to the to the concierge and they were like you gotta do something about the smell like they were just like complaining the whole time like they were so mad and they're like, we don't know what to do. We're trying to track it down, you know, and, and who, who is and it? We're trying, we're trying to figure it out. Like, and so anyways, the, the, when, the moment that this old white couple left, the, the, the guy turns to me at the desk and he goes, Snoop Dogg staying here. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so funny because I overheard him be like, we don't know. We're trying to track it down. <sighs> and then <laughs> like his tour bus yes. was out front. Too. Like, like, we he's like, we're it. trying we- to, he's like, he's like Snoop Dogg staying here. Just like whispered it to me and like we winked. And I was like, oh, okay. oh my God. Yeah. I love oh. as their complaint Snoop comes out of the room <laughs> and looks like that Charlie Brown character with all right, like yeah, the dirt yeah, around him and just, like just smoke. Just... Yeah, yeah. That's how my uh, sister got a joint from Snoop Dogg at a concert once at the, the University dream. of Miami. Wow. Yeah, that's the dream. 
It's you like, should. You'll smoke with Snoop someday. I, I imagine think I if will. this continues I, to. Yeah, it's like I mean, I never thought in my life I'd get to like smoke with Seth Rogen and like get to talk to him. And yeah. he's yeah. my mentor now. I claim that like he he is. If I say it, then he has to be. He has to accept it. Yeah. But like he did my podcast. He's the nicest guy. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like I want you to smoke Snoop under the table. Though. I feel like I could honestly. Yeah. I feel like I could smoke him, Seth, all of them. Really? I really do believe. I I, I'm putting I it believe out there. it too. I do too. Yeah. Um, I'm putting out the challenge, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yes. Thanks. You, you heard afraid? it here. You heard Snoop it here. also, thanks for listening. Yeah. I know you were an early adopter of the downside, and we, we really appreciate Patreon it. We'd love to have you on, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Now we go to. You better count your blessings. This is a segment where we say one thing we're grateful for. Russell, do you have one? I do. Uh, I do. Um, so I've been like, New York is open. I've gone to dinner the last two nights. It's been so nice. The weather's been nice. Well, it rained last night, but, but it, after it rained, it was beautiful. And uh, it's just been nice to just walk in and be like, oh, there's, I'm sitting in a restaurant and it was slowly happening. But now I feel like. Uh, it's almost gone to the other side where I'm like I'm spending too much money. I'm like I'm like money enjoying is for it. sure. I've like yeah. I'm it's too like I'm a little stressed out, but it's been really nice to be like going into restaurants and eating food and like just having a real yeah. nice New York experience. So that's what I've been thankful for this week. That's wonderful. I uh, I had a very specific one. I I uh, headlined Spokane Comedy Club over the weekend. Tra nightmare traveled. The plane had to go back to Newark because of a medical emergency. Almost yeah. missed my two two Friday night shows. It was oh the first God. very 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 stressful. Alaska Airlines, fuck you. But I uh, then I got there. I got my bag late. I'm trying to film something at one of the NACA college. This is a big oh. college conference for stand up comics. It's kind of one of the big few deal. pipelines to get a lot of high paying gigs. Yeah. One piece of my tripod. I left at home. Oh I, I'm in God. Spokane, Washington. I there's not a, there's no film places. <laughs> so I found a place. I thought it was a store. I called in. It was just this dude who owns a production company, and he was like, he was like, well, try the Best Buy. If not, call me back. Ultimately, he drove over in a motorcycle, <laughs> lent me a tripod oh. uh, for the weekend. I oh, I got my set for NACA. So nice. That's and so he was nice. like and he he works it's his name's Greg Ritchie, Spokane Grip and Lighting. And oh. more than that, like he was like, oh yeah, uh, before the pandemic I was working on Taylor Tomlinson's special. Like he works oh. on comedy specials. That's amazing. That's so and nice. He lent Greg it to Ritchie. me. Yeah. Uh, Greg Ritchie. Greg and he Ritchie. he was like, Yeah, I'm just gonna go back and build in an airplane. He was like, he was like a, one of these men. He's he builds he yeah. builds yeah. things. Yeah. And then he picked it up and he was just I mean, like the thought of someone like taking the time to bring me a tripod for no money yeah. to let me film was yeah. was just such a sweet yeah. thing. And oh. it really made me realize that, you know, I'm not in New York City because <laughs> yeah. I, I cannot imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. calling yeah. up Guitar Center. Hey, guys, could you swing by? So, just, yeah. And just let me borrow this. No. Spokane Comedy Club, also great comedy club. They also this is I, I headline Skyline Comedy Club. It's this part of the same sister club. Got a card at the end of the night. The staff writes some of their favorite bits. And uh, they're just so sweet. One of the best comedy yeah. clubs in the country. So. I love that. So thank yeah. you. I love that. And um, do you okay. have a blessing to uh, take us out? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, let's be real. I'm so grateful. Uh, I sold out Union Hall this week. Um, oh, what I, a wonderful my, achievement! Yeah, that, yeah. that just feels good. Uh, my like special is on HBO Max Friday, but it is on their IGTV and YouTube now. I guess 
it's a weird rollout because they don't treat Pride seriously. And HBO. <laughs> HBO. HBO Max. You know, but it will be, I think, on the app Friday. So I'm grateful for that. But honestly, this conversation, I'm like... I don't get a lot of chances to talk about my dad, and I love the beautiful round synergy of Thank you getting you. canceled Thank for you. a theater camp joke and me ending up at theater camp after my dad's death. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Who would have seen that beautiful symmetry in the storytelling we'd have today? Yeah. We're so happy to have you. I I, I love your Twitter. Yeah. Um, even when I disagree, I go, okay, well, uh, she makes good points. She there's, makes good yeah, points. there's a lot to disagree with. There's, you know, I get the people going, especially with my dead dad. <laughs> yes, especially of all the opinions. That was one that pissed me off the that, most. Yeah. I said, <laughs> this bitch really thinks she has the best dad in the world? Oh my God, she's dad gatekeeping. Literally, they came up with that. Dad they were like, dad gatekeeping. It's a really funny thing. Yeah. Um, Russell, do you want to plug our Uncle Function show? Yes, July 9th, Uncle Function Asylum NYC, uh, 7.30 p.m. It's a Friday night. Um, tickets available still. Um, get them. Yeah, it, that, it's going to be the Friday after this episode drops. Yes. Um, me, find me on all the social medias. I'm going to be on Butterboy July 12th. That's a very exciting Ooh, show to be on. Butterboy. It's my first time on Butterboy. I feel very, very cool about it. And then I'll be on LA July 16th through the 25th. So if, if you got a show, if you got a, uh, if you got a, anything you want to perform for, I'm going to have a lot of time. And I uh, want to get away from my mom. And uh, your HBO. Yeah, go watch my thing on HBO Max Friday. Or it's probably the, when this airs, it'll already be on there. And uh, follow me, the Ashley Ray, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, got a I newsletter. Got a newsletter. My podcast, TV, I say. You can listen to me talk to Seth Rogen about 90 Day Fiance. It's great. Yes. And I don't know, I do have shows coming up, but I honestly don't know any details. Yeah, but yeah. I'll You'll be post in, them all. Yeah, I'll be in Texas, Dallas, Austin, Houston, Boston, D.C., Philly, so keep wow. it up. Fuck yeah, fun yeah. for you. So, um, uh, all right, well, uh, uh, you know, um, just remember that even if your dads are alive, they will die someday, and they're and probably not going to be heroes when they do. <laughs> One, two, three. That was perfect. <laughs>